Welcome back, everybody. It's a pleasure to see you guys. It's been a minute, but hey, I'm back and I'm back better than ever. I have a great little panel of guests today. And so before I get started, my name is Eric Garcia. You're watching the Powerhouse Podcast. And without further ado, let me just let them introduce themselves because honestly, let's get it. Um, you want to start? Yeah. Hi, my name is Santi Hernandez. I am a co-host in Tay Radio, Marin. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Javier Vicuna. I am the radio studio coordinator here at the Multicultural Center of Marin, as well as a Tay Radio host. Um, yeah, thank you for yeah. having us. Of course. My name is Annalie Reyes, and I'm one of the hosts for Tay Radio Marin. Beautiful, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to say, secondly, thank you guys, all of you guys, for having me here and hosting us. Um, I got my team behind us, and obviously you guys in front of me. Uh, this couldn't have been done without you guys, and so I'm really appreciative for all you guys watching, and then you guys, of course, here with me, because we're going to be a part of this, and we're going to be making it happen. So thank you, guys. Um, shout out everybody at home watching. Um, missed you guys. Hope you guys missed me. <laughs> uh, before we get started, I just want to, like, if I want for you guys to explain more about, let's say, what Tay Radio Marin is, for those who don't know what it is, and then also specifically how you got involved into it. So maybe we can start with you again. Me? Um do you I, want to take the lead? Yeah, I can. Okay, sure. Annalie can take the lead because actually she's been here the longest. longest. <laughs> right, right, right. And she yeah. would be better for her. Yeah, so um, Tay means transitional age youth. Um, so that's how it started with the name. And um, it started with a couple of um, students from Presente. And um, they, like... They started it first with some other people, and then I came in. So I was, uh, I started like three or four years ago. So um, I remember like just like hearing first like their show first, and then um, being introduced to the show. And honestly, I remember when I was little, like my sisters were also involved with Multicultural Center Marin, which is the nonprofit that. Um, is involving with this program. Um, so they actually asked me if I wanted to be a radio host, but this was like years ago before I started working at Tay. And at, at first I was like, no, I'm too shy. Like, I don't want to be a host. Like, I don't see myself as a host. And then when I went to Presente, which is a program from MCM, um, they offered me again that position. I was like, okay, that that's, sounds good. <laughs> so... Um, that's how it started for my journey for Tay. I don't know if you guys want to kick off. So, yeah, I think go ahead. the second one. <laughs> um, similar story. Uh, Presente is an uh, internship that MCM offers focusing on leadership and finding your roots. So understanding where you come from and how to use that to be a good leader in our community. And um, Tay is really focused in representing the the um, the youth voices youth voices that are usually un, not represented as much so Latinos uh, people of color mainly and um, they were scouting for young leaders that fit in that area so I was in Presente and same thing our the coordinator for that program reached out for me and said hey look this isn't a platform where we're not going to get involved, so MCM is not going to tell you what to put on the show. You are the you will run the show. So there isn't, MCM isn't like, you can't do that. 
you can't do that. They're just here to support us. So MCM is a big part of giving us this platform and giving us the studio. And they said, if you want to talk about topics that are important to you as a youth in the community, then this is your opportunity. And again, with similar with Anneli, I did not expect to be on a live show because it, it is live. And it, it, every single time I get nervous, but the story behind it, amplifying youth voices, meaning someone that went through the similar situation that you went through can see you and say, if that person is talking there, then I can do something. And so that was my journey with Tay. And then I eventually transitioned from doing so many other things with Tay, aside of Tay as well. But that's my story with Tay. And then I'm going to hand it off to Javier, who is our studio coordinator. Thanks, Santi. Um, so my experiences with Tay is, well, I have to um, help produce and coordinate uh, not just Tay Radio, but as well as Cuerpo Corazón Comunidad and Viet Marin Radio. Uh, because here at the Multicultural Center Marin, uh, this studio is brand new. You know, um, yeah. this studio was built. Um, it was a long time coming and I helped design it. I helped bring in all the stuff that we're using here today. So it's yeah. so cool to have the cameras here with you guys. Yeah. too, because It's so cool seeing this space being used in a different way. Uh, and that's my goal with this space, really, is, is for people to create and keep, you know, making these great uh, innovations to this area uh, and this room. Uh, but yeah, uh, but back to um, Tay Radio specifically. Um, you know, it also, not only is it a live show, but it's also on KWMR on the radio. Right. Um, so we have a read broadcast on Monday. So the show goes live on Fridays at uh, 4 p.m. And it goes, uh, it's rebroadcasted on the radio on KWMR 90.5 FM yeah. um, at 4 p.m. So it's just, you know, like that, that kind of vice versa there. But uh, yeah, and, and KWMR is great. It's, it's really cool to be able to not only have a live show, but again, have our show on the radio for people to tune in on in the car. And, and it's, it's really crazy sometimes because, you know, I, I talk to so many people um, with all the outreach that we have to do for the show. Right. Um, and a lot of them are like, oh, yeah, I've heard you guys through KWMR. I'm like, oh, that's so cool that someone like <laughs> listens to us on there. Because um, mo most of the audience that we've started to, to grow right. is uh, through YouTube and Facebook Live, um, as well as our social media. Um, so... Yeah, and, and then for me, Tay Radio is just such a great resource for youth to have here in Marin especially because there isn't – I didn't have these kinds of opportunities when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. um, I really wish that I had known about that there was a music – like a studio for people to come and record. Like I would have killed for this when I was in, when I was 15 or 16 in high right. school, right? Like just discovering that I really like sound and I really like audio and everything. Um, so that's, that's my end goal with everything is that this space, Tay radio, um, the studio space in general, it's all built for the community, um, for them to come and create, because that's, that's my biggest passion is creation and, and being able to have people create and not be limited by money or limited by anything. You know, people shouldn't be limited by their, for their creativity. They shouldn't be limited by anything, you know? So yeah. it's just one step closer to that. That's that's a great that's a great message and and all three of you honestly thank you because that just provides me with a lot right now to to break down and and one thing that I really want to kind of touch on because all of you guys kind of spoke about it was not more specifically not even with Tay Radio Marin but just with who you guys are in general because I know I mean and we're gonna talk later on about like 
what the end goal is because you spoke a little bit about it right now and, and obviously like the steps to get there and what you guys are going to do because mm -hmm. I think that's incredibly important for people to know how you break down that goal and obviously get there because we've gotten this far, but there's a lot more to go, right? And so I want to break that down, but we can get to that in a sec because before we get there, I kind of want you guys spoke about also like kids and they can see themselves in you guys. And I think a lot of what we do is speak to our younger selves through the younger generations, right? And so can you guys kind of break down a little bit more or maybe walk me through who you are and, and kind of what your individual goals are and more specifically kind of like what you're doing? Because I know you don't go to school because we talked about that last podcast, but I don't really know you too much. And then I know a little bit about you, Javier, but, you know, for the people out there watching and for my audience specifically, because I, I think a lot of what humans do is we resonate with each other through our experiences and through our stories. And so if you guys have like a story or maybe like want to break down who you are uh, as a person uh, separate from Tay Radio Marin, I know that's probably going to overlap a lot because um, that's a big part of who you are right now. Um, if you guys can maybe do that for me and for the audience at home. Do you want me to start? <laughs> um, so I grew up in Marin. Um, so I was born and raised in Marin. I um, went to school mostly in Novato and then was homeschooled one year in sixth grade in Vallejo and then oh, wow. um, just continued my high school in Novato as well. And then I'm going to college now. So um, it was kind of funny because I thought I was going to leave Tay, um, but yeah, yeah, we had a, that little scare going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a scary moment. What, what happened there? If you could expand, because that's a big that's a big thing, right? Yeah, because yeah. I was applying to colleges, so I didn't know where I was going to end up. Um, but I ended up going to UC Berkeley, so I'm able to commute and still go to uh, Tay, and so it was it was amazing to like see that I was able to stay and see this progress because this wouldn't like, I wouldn't see this progress of like this new studio if I left. Um, so it's really cool to see that. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> uh, you can go next. Um, yeah. <laughs> so based on a little bit about me, kind of how I got into Tay and kind of everything correlates is that, I was born and raised my early like childhood in Guatemala in a very small town named Chivarreto. It's also known as the mini Hollywood um, <laughs> because it, in my hometown, uh, we have um, like, you know, Hollywood. We have the sign, the similar sign that says Chivarreto. Oh. But I basically um, grew up there. I was raised um, by my grandma. My parents immigrated here when I was a baby. So I grew up without my parents for my early age. And yeah, that I my first language was Quiche, which is a native Mayan language from home. That was my first language. Um, I learned Spanish a little bit. So my background is very different from a lot of my peers. I came across the border um, two times. I didn't make it the first time. I made it the second time. And I have a lot of memories of how that experience was. So when I came to America, like it was so different from back home because back home it was freedom, like very different from here. Um, so when I came here, we lived in an apartment with like more, more than five people, like people sleep, sleeping in the living room, my whole family in one bedroom and the other bedroom was like rented with other people. Mm -hmm. And so when I came here, I, um, I went to San Pedro elementary school and 
it was really hard for me to adapt because I did not like wearing the normal clothes that you would wear here, like jeans and stuff. I was very used to my traditional clothing. And then talking, I didn't speak Spanish very well too. So I had to learn English and Spanish here in 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 California. And um, then we ended up moving because of, we left Canal and I went to Terra Linda. And during this time, I ended up growing with a lot more um, white kids. And that kind of shifted everything for me because I had to, work a lot harder on my language, on my education. And so for a really long time throughout my childhood, I felt like an outsider. Like I tried to hide who I was um, because also you can't say you're an immigrant because there's that fear that you're going to be sent back home. Um, so growing up, I really hid a lot of my culture and who I was because of that. And my family, mine, they're, they're struggling and... and and working hard to succeed. And they end up building amazing businesses, like right now where we are compared to where, where we, we came from is completely different. But that kind of everything I experienced in my childhood from middle school to high school kind of shaped where I am right now. And it, that's why I'm a big advocate for um, being who you are because I realized the minute I started being proud of where I come from, from my language, from my my país de Guatemala, I realized how much more opportunities I gained with that. Because they're like, what? You you speak a native language? Like, that was your first language. I'm like, yeah. So many doors open. So one is I'm very an advocate for being who you are and not hiding it because your story is your story. We're all beautiful and the same. But we're also very different, and that's what makes us beautiful. And then I'm a big advocate for Latinos, especially, because we all cross the border in many different ways to come to America for that American dream. And when we come here, we get into the cycle of work, um, home, work, home, work, home, and we forget about our dreams and why we came. Like, it's not an easy trip. Like, I do have memories of that. I'm like, it's not an easy trip. So coming here... Having all of that in mind, all the challenges, all of the blessings has really shaped what I talk on Tay, who I am outside of Tay, the work that I do with photography, videography. I'm a big storyteller because of um, how important each story, um, they carry a message. And that is what I want to share to everybody. Anyways, that's a really long story. No, that's great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love that. Um, for me, it's, you know, I, I was born and raised here in Marin County just like Anna Lee. Um, but my parents immigrated from Mexico here. Um, my mom immigrated with my brother um, when he was seven years old. And, you know, they had me here um, in Marin. Uh, so growing up, um, we moved around a lot. Um, so I'm really used to a lot of areas here in Marin, uh, especially here in San Rafael. Um, you know, Canal, Woodland, Lincoln, everywhere, really. <laughs> uh, Santa Venetia, like... Uh, to me, it's it was really and similar to like what Santi was saying, like uh, we had to rent out a lot of our apartment. Like we would live in an apartment, but we would have to rent out to other people just because, you know, we had to keep the rent cheap for us, too. So, yeah, I found myself growing up with a lot of strangers in my house um, and not really totally understanding why as a kid. Um, but, yeah, as, as I was growing up, you know, I. Uh, I I saw that my brother um he he got a, a lot involved with radio as well um so at a young age I remember there used to be a radio station 
at SR. It's not there anymore. San Rafael High School. Okay. Um, they've now debunked it, or they're trying to fix it. I don't know. But <laughs> my brother used to my brother used to record at that radio station, and and with a couple of his other friends. And I remember as a kid, they like brought me in one day, and I think I helped do like a bumper or something, mm-hmm. like a like a radio bumper right. at the time. And I was like, I, I was probably like seven or eight around that time. So okay. it's just like it's a very big memory, but I remember it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so seeing that, I think at a young age, helped influence. Also, my dad really put me on music, and, and it put me, like, my love for, like, music, like, how it sounds, like, especially audio as well. Like, my dad was, like, always buying, like, new stereos, always buying new speakers and stuff. Nice. So as a kid, like, I got to, like, learn about all the different kind of speakers and how they all kind of sound different. And that's, I think, what sparked, like, you know, that somewhat interest in sound. I, I didn't really get into sound up until... um my sophomore year where uh unfortunately um my brother he passed away um and that hit me really really hard um you know it 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 was kind of like with any loss you know everyone reacts very differently um but for me my brother's passing um i didn't feel it at first you know what i mean like to me it was like i felt it but i didn't feel real like i was like i couldn't accept it Mm -hmm. um but then i slowly through my sophomore year of high school i was like what am I even going to do with my life? I started having those thoughts like immediately. Like at that point, I wasn't even thinking about school. I was I was like really just I wanted to support my family as much as I could because obviously they were devastated. Um, and but then I but then I, you know, I got help. And with that help, I, I decided, you know what? I was doing sports, too, at the time. But I was like, I kind of want to move away from sports. I want to I want to take a step back. Yeah. I, I want to look at what else is here to offer, at least at my school. Right. And that's where I learned about the drama program. Mm-hmm. Um, and through the dom- drama program, I started as a, a tech. Uh, so I helped, you know, with, with doing the sound. Um, and that, to me, interested me a lot, just being able to use a mixer or being able to, like, mic people up and, like, try and, like, start learning. Like, I know it's very basic, and, and it is basic, like, just micing people up. But for me, that was super cool because I had never done that before. Right. So having right, that right. opportunity, I was like, yo, this is, this is kind of nice. I like this. And then over time, um, you know, I got hired by the school, um, during my junior year where they told me, Hey, like if it seems like you like using the mixer a lot, like, why don't you, instead of just doing for musicals, uh, why don't you also help us out with some of the other events that happen here at school with, mm-hmm. with just setting up a mic and stuff. So right. yeah, so I got hired through the district, which is a really cool opportunity. Um, and I was like, yeah. So then ever since that, um, that made me realize, you know what, like, I want to go to school for sound or I want to well, at least intern at a studio. But the thing is, it was it, the, all the studios here in Marin, um, like, I'm not going to call anyone out, but a lot of them don't offer any internships, especially for someone as young as I was at the time, like 16, 17 year old. They didn't they weren't going to accept some intern because there's a lot of older studios here with a lot of older people who already are kind of like gatekeepy. Yeah. That's, that's another thing that I've come to learn. Yeah. A lot of studios here are really gatekeepy and really are like, like, Oh, like these, we don't, we won't record this band. I can because, see that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I can definitely see that. I think that's just completely dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I didn't have that opportunity, but that's when I learned that at Santa Rosa junior college, um, they had a whole sound program, um, mm. So, but then again, in my senior year, I was debating, like, do I even want to go to school? Like, to me, I was still, I was still feeling hurt from what had happened. And, but then I was like, nah, I'll just go for it. You know what? Like, I really like doing this. I'm going to go for it. So I went to the JC. I learned everything about audio that I could over there. 
Um, cause I did plan to transfer to a, to a university. Um, and that's where I met some of, some of the best, greatest, one of the, my best mentors is, is Jake Stillman. I, I really got a sh- shout out to Jake cause he was my audio teacher, um, at the JC and he was just so supportive the entire time. And he's just such a great audio engineer. And he really like solidified, like, this is what I want to do with my life. He inspired me to like say like you know what despite any circumstances that I'm going on right now like this is so sick like I love doing this kind of work mm-hmm. this is what I want to be doing yeah. so from there he he told me about uh, San Francisco State that had another uh, great audio program uh, through the Broadcasting and Electronic Communication Arts Department mm-hmm. which is called Becca so I transferred there to San Francisco State and again I met again awesome professors that have been in the industry for a while and that's where again I got a shout out to Rajiv Rajiv awesome another awesome guy and the the cool thing is that these guys are like in their 30s 40s and that's where i was like see like because the thing is at the time i thought that having a studio you had to be like really old like an older guy Mm -hmm. because most of the studios that i went to it was usually older guys in there you know what i mean um so it was a little intimidating to me but like seeing people like young and have their own studios and stuff i'm like that's that's inspiring like i want to have my own studio you know what i mean yeah so yeah and then ever since i graduated so i graduated in 2021 um I, I saw that the position opened here at the Multicultural Center Marin um, for a new radio studio coordinator. I'm like, well, radio isn't exactly what I had had in mind. But then I'm like, well, my brother did radio, you know, so I should look into it more. And I did. And I'm yeah. so glad that I took the opportunity because now I have this love for podcasting and radio that, to be honest, I didn't think I would have going into the job. But now I'm so happy that I that I'm here because, like, I love doing this. I think radio and, it, and it, to me, it's like fulfilling maybe one of my brother's wishes the, of, of becoming, yeah. of having, you know, continuing the, that radio tradition mm-hmm. um, in the family. So, yeah, it's, it's all kind of loops back. And um, that's why I'm just happy to have this studio, being able to open up the studio again to the community members here. Because, again, like I said, I, I got brought up in a way where I this uh, these opportunities weren't here right. for me. I, I didn't have them, but now they're here. Mm-hmm. So, And I'm really happy that I, I was able to get this started. Because this is just the start to something I think we'll get we'll get hopefully bigger. You know, I have high hopes for this. So yeah, I think if first of all I want to say that's that's all of you three. That's amazing. That's powerful. Like that's that really is. Honestly, it's it's people want call it different things. God, the universe, whatever. I, I think it's a lot of you. You create all of that, right? It's it's all created from you and what it is exactly you want to achieve. And I like, I talked about this in the podcast we did last time um, here at Tape Radio when I uh, I was with Santi and Kimberly. Unfortunately, she couldn't make it, but shout out Kimberly when you're watching this. And I talked about achieving what it is you want to do and you can really, really achieve it. It's just you versus you, essentially. If you really want it, you'll do it. And so it, it's it's amazing to see and hear your guys' stories, whether it's like, you know, something like college and making a split decision and with your dream and with your school and, and then hearing and, you know, eventually making them both work, which is amazing. And I'm glad to hear that. Same thing with you, Santi, you know, finding yourself and then also being comfortable, you know, and and, and that's per- something I've struggled with myself is being comfortable in my own skin with my own, um, I would say, culture, because I lost a lot of that. I lost a lot of that when I was growing up, because like I said in the last podcast, I was raised by a single mother. And so she either had to teach me all the culture or, you know, put a roof over our head. It's, it's not a really easy decision. And so that's amazing. And same thing with you, man, like finding that even people gatekeeping and and having the system work against you and then still overcoming that that's incredible and so part of that and and let's talk let's stick on the gatekeeping right but in a positive way let's let's talk about 
you guys and not gatekeeping and, and give the give the audience a little bit of game here and how you've used these struggles and how do you turn that into a positive sort of reinforcing state for yourself right it's it's a it's something where you use that negativity and then you you know you create positive action essentially because we that's what that's how we we get things done it's through action you know the observer can observe as long as he wants but if you don't put action into into what it is you're doing it's never going to happen right and i think that's what a lot of you guys that's what you guys are doing right now right this wouldn't be possible without you guys and so can you guys maybe give me you, one of your best tips when it comes to overcoming adversity in general i guess what i'm trying to say is everybody deals with horrible we can call them winters right bad economic winters personal winters social life you know family all that stuff happens to everybody nobody's uh, and i don't mean to be grim here i want to be serious everybody's not special nobody's special that's just the truth because we're all going to go through negative things but i think what separates a lot of individuals who are extraordinary is when they do extraordinary things and i think and and i believe that the extraordinary things that some people do are just the little things that are reflected in your daily habits and so whether it's a daily habit or whether it's something that you've always done when it comes to, you know, if it's a rainy day, are you going to be the guy that stays at home and doesn't go work out? Or are you going to take a nice little walk in the rain because you just enjoy doing that? And and it could be, you know, from that to an extreme example. But how do you guys specifically overcome negativity and turn that into a positive sort of reinforcing action for yourselves in order to get closer to your goals? It's kind of a hard question to, like, answer because uh, for me per personally, like, I struggle sometimes, like, um, like not going to school because, like, commuting is so much, um, so much work because um, I have classes almost every, well, I basically have classes every day, but um, what motivates me is, like, seeing progress when I, like, continue, like, let's say going to a workout class class like I'm seeing progress which motivates me to continue going and also like my friends like my, my friends in in UC Berkeley are really fun to hang out with so like they motivate me also um to continue studying and um like paying attention to class it's I think just like the people that you surround with really helps you become like who you want to be that makes sense yeah can i can i dig a little deeper into that um because you did mention you go to uc berkeley and that's a really prestigious school especially here in california can you kind of break down like what your experience was like before you like your, with your expectations and then actually what it is like is there a difference between now that you're there because i know a lot of my like viewers watching are younger and a lot of high schoolers mm -hmm. and college is really important i think something in the u.s here that's pushed a lot and we can talk about the education system. I don't know if you guys want to get into that, but mm. specifically for you, what is that like? Um, so in high school, like in freshman year, I already like started thinking I'm going to college. So I um, got straight A's. Um, and then in junior, I mean, sophomore year, I started looking into APs classes also, I was in this medical career pathway program um, starting my freshman year. So um, actually in eighth grade, I was kind of like already planning out like what I want to do in high school. So um, I, I just like throughout my childhood, I basically learned how to like plan ahead or put like small little goals for what I need to do in the future to become who I want to be. And so in freshman year, um, 
I, I got my straight A's sophomore year. I was looking more into APs, um, extracurriculars. Um, also in freshman year, I took like a business class in Microsoft. So I was looking into entrepreneurship because I wasn't sure if I wanted to be in the medical field or not. So um, I did that. And then sophomore, sophomore year, I was... Uh, it's because like I'm re remembering all the stuff I'm doing, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Uh, freshman year, I also was in basketball, so um, I've never learned like the actual rules of basketball, and it was so amazing to see the progress of um, like just like being put in for five minutes, and then um, <laughs> second year of high school, I was actually the first five nice. to play the um, the game, so it was really nice to learn. Um, new things because um, in the beginning I was not confident at all but um, after a few um, more games I learned how to drive to the hoop and it was just so fun to like gain that confidence and have fun with my teammates so that's um, that was like freshman to sophomore year and then junior year I took um, four APs and I was with Tay Oh, yeah, and I, I just finished Presente at that time, and then I was um, working at Whole Foods. So, um, yeah, so I was very busy my junior year. I was kind of, like, um, get, barely getting any sleep, but I was, like, working hard, and then COVID hit, and so I stayed home the rest of the years, uh, the rest of that year of senior year, sorry, and it kind of was different from junior year. It was more like a break, I guess. But it also, like, gave me bad habits to, like, stay in bed, which I didn't like. Um, but um, after that, I was just applying to schools. And I was kind of, like, burnt out at that time. Like, I didn't know if I wanted to apply to private schools or the UCs. Like, um, and so... I kind of, like, did my application late, which, like, I don't recommend at all, but um, I did it. I was like, okay, fine, I'll just do it, and um, I submitted it, and then and then I waited. <laughs> and it's around this time where you get, like, back um, the notification if you got in or not. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I applied for public health, and I got in for College of Letters in Science, and... Um, reflecting back, um, I think college is really hard compared to, um, high school. I think, um, I kind of underestimated that, like, I'm going to be academically, academically challenged in mm. UC Berkeley. Um, but I think it also depends on the classes you take. If you really want to challenge yourself, you can take upper divs if you're a freshman <laughs> and, um, yeah, there's a lot of like new people. I mean, there's all, all of these people internationally go to UC Berkeley. So mm -hmm. it's just like very cool to see their perspective. And um, it's it's very interesting to see their culture and their language because um, you see a lot of different people. It's not just like white people. <laughs> um, so it's really nice um, in general. Um, but like academically, it's hard. Uh, you just need to like discipline yourself or at least make time to like study and yeah I would say that. that's, no, that's, that's great insight and, and we can go in many directions from there but I want to let the the rest of the team here speak their mind but hey if you guys are watching if you want to go to Berkeley go to Berkeley she said it's hard <laughs> but you can do it I mean you guys can all do it yeah so going based on your question um 
I see it, it, I lived two very different lives and I, I'm very grateful for it because in one of it is, like I said, coming to a new country and you're faced with, you don't have a social security, so it means you can't get paid very well, which is still going on today, right? Um, and then your economic, your, like your economy is, is not just for you. You know, you got kids, you got families, so you got to feed them. And that's right. Second thing. Third thing is language. My, my parents didn't know. They say they were like me. Their Spanish wasn't perfect. Right. And they were learning Spanish and English. Right. So it's a whole a whole of us. And for my parents had me at a very young age. My mom had me when she was 14. Wow. And um, my dad was uh, 15. Wow. So they were very young. Right. And um, so it was kids raising kids. Mm. Type of story. Mm. And um, so so many challenges that we faced. Right. So many things. But one thing that I learned from my parents was they did not sit around and complain. They did not say, oh, my God, the government. Oh, my God, this. They knew what was going on with the government, the, the sometimes taking advantage of our people. Right. But they turned that around and said, no. If they're not going to give us opportunities because we don't have a social security, we're going to we're going to do it on our own. And so that's where my family is a big entrepreneur family. We're very big into business and we believe in that it's really up to you. Like you can complain all you want, but that's not going to do anything. You're going to you can do it on your own. It might take longer, but at the end of the day, that is going to be a lot worse than you just complaining and waiting for something that's not going to happen. Exactly. So for my parents, they went to to the Pickaway Park offered uh, free classes in English. My parents went there. My dad is a very, um, in Latin culture, there's the machismo part, right? Mm -hmm. But my dad was very completely the opposite. He encouraged my mom to go to school. And that's where we all kind of played our part. My little brother, um, he was raised by a lot of babysitters. And he was left behind, right? And my dad said, it's temporary. You have to look at the bigger picture. And that was really painful for a mother. Like my mom, like, why are you telling me to leave my baby for me to go to school? But my dad had a vision and his was like, I want you to be a successful woman. I want you to speak English and have your own business so that no one is telling you what to do. Because if, if, um, if you don't speak English in, in here, it's going to be harder for you. Like, it's not impossible, but it's going to be harder. So they did stuff like that. Then they started educating themselves on business, how to make money and how to, instead of asking for a job, you know, making jobs for other people. So that's just kind of how my, my family came. So I grew up, you know, living in an apartment uh, with different people to right now, like moving in with my parents a few years ago and having a house and, and being all of us and no one's there to bother us. But it was a buildup, right? So when you talked about taking it to the negative positive, I saw it that way. I, I felt like you can't complain. You know, you can't complain. You got to keep going. You got to keep going because at the end of the day, people are watching you. And whatever you're doing, someone else is going to do. So if they look at you and they're like, oh, man, they come from the bottom, but they made it up. That's the message I want to give, mm -hmm. right? And I've learned so many things from my parents. And one of the things that my dad has repeated over and over to me, one is the not complaining. And he's, he always tells me, look, you did not choose where you were born and what family you were born in. You didn't get to choose that. However, 
you do get to choose how you want to live your life. That's on you. You can't blame your mom. You can't blame your dad. That's on you. They might have done some things to while you were growing up that hurt you. But it's your responsibility to heal that and move forward and use it to motivate you, to, to take you forward. That was one of the biggest things my dad taught me, and, and that kind of pushed me into saying, okay, I'm going to use my struggles, my challenges that I faced at school with people, and use it to be able to give a message saying, it doesn't matter what happened. It's what you do with it, right? So that is kind of how I turn into the negative to the positive, and I yeah. really, really do believe this, and we are constant. In our society, we're constantly comparing to one another, my life, your life. And, oh, no, you can't complain about your life because I had a harder life. I really don't believe that. I think that we were given challenges. Well, first, life itself is it going to bring you challenges. Life is not straight. It's up and down, and that's the beauty of life. Because without challenges, you're not going to grow at all. You're going to stay in one place. So when I meet new people and they tell me their challenges and I didn't go through them, I realize, you know, Annalie, you had to, you know, go through those challenges because I can see how that's transforming you. If I had those challenges, I don't think I would have used it the same way you have. Mm -hmm. And my challenges that I faced are very completely different from yours, right. but they were meant for me. Right. Yeah. So I, that's just kind of how I see things now. And so a lot of my storytelling is based on, you know, entrepreneurship, so finding uh, freedom and, and not staying in one place and dreaming big. Yeah. Like if I can say something about me is I'm a big dreamer. I yeah. grew up. Like, just picture it. I grew up living in an apartment in a bedroom with my parents and my sibling with two beds, right? And they would sleep in one, and my brother and I would sleep in another. From going from that, my parents never denied me the opportunity to dream. Wow. Never. They even told us their dreams. My mom would drive in the car and say, one day, I'm going to give my kids the opportunity to choose their bedrooms. Guess what? She did. She took me from school, picked me up from school, and she said, we're going to go look at a house that we're going to clean. I, I grab, we arrive at the door. She opens the door, and it's a, at a house in Terlinda. And she goes, do you guys like it? And we're like, oh, my God, it has two living rooms. It has bedrooms and everything. And she says, what room do you want? Hmm. And as a little girl, like, it gets me even emotional sometimes because as a little girl, I remember my mom crying and saying, I'm going to get a house. I want my kids to live and have their own bedroom because I didn't get that. She didn't grow up with a dad. And uh, so stuff like that. And my dad said the same thing. He, he would always say, I have a dream of my kids growing up and being strong, independent people. Guess what? That's what we're doing with my siblings. So for me, the... The impossible was never put into our eyes. It was always keep dreaming, shoot as high as you want, because you're telling your mind that you can do all of these things. And trust me, what you think, what you say will lead into actions and will eventually give you that. Often myself, I'm a, a lot of a talking person. And my, <laughs> my mom and dad will always say, you know, you're going to, you're, I don't know what you're going to do with talking too much, but you're going to get paid <laughs> to talk. And they kind of instill right. that in my head. And then now that I reflect, I'm like, you're right. I do get paid to talk <laughs> on the podcast. So for me, it's whatever you're going through, it doesn't, it, don't compare it to any other people around you because they're facing their own challenges. But that is meant for you to grow. 
Try to analyze what's going on. Feel what you have to feel. Cry, get mad, whatever you want. But take what you're experiencing. Use it to be able to move forward because that's what it's for, you know. So that is kind of my my story. And I do want to give a shout out to Anneli with her school because <laughs> it's it's a balance, really. It's a big balance. Yeah. And um, I was really saddened to hear that, oh, no, she's going to leave because we've had people leave when they go to college. But this girl, let me tell you, <laughs> she decides to stay. And she's using a lot of experiences from college that none of us on the table have. I mean, aside from Kimberly. And that is so valuable. So for her, I know she's uh, her sisters, all three of them are going to college and she's pushing and she's, you know, she's got internships and she knows so many things. And someone who doesn't go to college and I chose not to go for my personal reasons. That's what I mean. Right. Her challenge is so different. But I learned so much from her because she lives a different life than I do. Mm -hmm. um, so I do want to give you a shout out in front of um, Power, oh. Powerhouse Podcast because you're doing so much. And I know you're going to graduate and we're, Tay, Tay team is going to be there for sure. But now I'm going to hand Absolutely. it off to Javier. Yeah. Um, let me gather my thoughts here. So for me, uh, growing up, I was bullied a lot. I was very overweight. Um, and, you know, that. I don't, I don't fault my parents too much for it. We, we were struggling with money, and sometimes, you know, the best thing to get is just BK. Eat BK every day. You know? Chick-fil-A uh, nowadays, but... Yeah, gotta have it your way. But, um, what is BK? Burger King. Uh -huh. Oh, <laughs> um, kind of late. I thought it was but, KFC. Well, KFC. I mean, <laughs> so, you know, growing up, I didn't, I didn't really get bullied for being overweight in elementary school, but it hit me when I entered middle school. Middle school was a rough, rough, rough time for me. Um, I was just, kids are ruthless, man. Kids are ruthless, especially it's in true. middle school, man. They will, like, dig into your biggest insecurities. They will, like, and to me at the time, I didn't know, I knew I could fight back, but I was just, I was so scared, and my self-confidence was just hmm. down at, at the lowest. Right. And, but I had a moment where I was like, you know what? I don't have to be taking all this. Can I cuss on this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, bro. No, oh, no, I can no. cuss on this. Oh, my goodness. That is a game changer right there. No. I'm sorry, but that is a game changer. Yeah, right we do there. what we want. Okay, okay, okay. No. I was like, I'll, I have enough of this shit. Like, I don't want to be taking crap from all these assholes who have been literally, like, throwing me to the ground, telling me all these terrible names. Like, I'm, I'm sick of it. Mm -hmm. And at that point, I was like, you know, I'm going to join football. Uh, going into my freshman year, I was like, I'm going to join football because you know what? I, I need to let this aggression out in a in a positive, yeah. in a good way. So that's when I, I went into football. And even though we sucked ass, we, we were terrible. <laughs> I still had such a good time being able to release some sort of built up aggression that I had because of all the bullying that I had to endure in middle school. And that to me was my escape. Um, and, 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 and also my mental health was just not good. And then Again, sports helped me get to that point where I was like, okay, you know what? I'm losing weight. I feel way better about my body. I feel more confident in myself. Like, I changed my hair, the way I do my hair and everything. Like, I did a whole makeover because I knew I could do it. And I knew, and to me, like, I know that I, I'm just, I was the one, I was the only one keeping myself yeah. from not changing. Exactly. From not, from not uh, going forward because uh, 
I know it's different for everyone who who goes through a lot of mental health issues. Because um, I, I mean, I've I've gone through the depression many many times, but every single time that I'm in a rough patch, I'm always saying like I need to do something. Like I can't just be here at home stuck in my bed saying, "All right, the life sucks, the yeah. world's over." Like, I, what can I do? I need to be doing something. Um, so yeah, so football, lacrosse, I also did uh, my freshman and sophomore year. Uh, but then again, you know, my, my brother's death, it hit me uh, already when I was already when I was reaching that that right. top peak confidence. This hits me. And I'm like, I reevaluate again, my, again, like mm-hmm. my whole life. I just get to re- reevaluated. And then I'm just like, all right, I'm going to take this moment now. This is just this is life. This is the game of life. It's throwing me all these hurdles at me, telling me to literally quit. Literally, I feel like their life was just telling me at that point to just quit because already I was helping out. I was already moving myself up just for this to hit me. I'm like, no, I'm taking this. I'm taking this energy to a whole new other level. So that's why I I joined the drama program. I learned all the things that I wanted to do. I went to college because my parents wanted me to go to college and I want to fulfill that dream for them because, again, my my brother didn't have the chance to go to college. So I wanted to complete that for my family and I'm just I'm happy I did it because, you know, I worked so hard to get to where I am at, despite all of the bullying, despite all of the self-confidence issues. And now now I'm so happy to have this space. And like I look at myself, and I'm like, I don't care what people have to say about me. Like, yeah. like it's it's whatever now, like because that's the thing when you're in school, when you're in that that school in school and, and you know, there's that whole school culture yeah. <laughs> with everyone. Um you know, people tend to take them their self confidence, their self image way more serious. I would mm-hmm. say because they're trying to appeal to to all the students there, right? Everyone wants yeah. to be popular. Everyone wants to be popular, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, when you grow up, when you go to college, dude, there's like no one cares what you yeah. look like <laughs> in college. When you go to college, there's people that are just straight up going there to learn. Right. You know, they're there there to go have an education, and they're, because a lot of that is coming out of pocket. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, so they're yeah. not there to waste any time. Um, and that's where you also meet more like-minded people. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're going to find your people that you connect with. And that's awesome. You know, that, that's what I really appreciated about college for me personally was meeting all these different kinds of people w- with different viewpoints. You know, I think it's important that it's important. Like some people are really scared, you know, to to hear different viewpoints on things. And that's one thing I got to respect Santi for is that you're really good at doing that of like respecting, looking at things from two perspectives. Right. Um because there's always there's always lingering opinions everywhere, you know. Everyone has their own opinion on things, and I don't always agree, and I don't, and, and sometimes I agree, you know. But th- to me, like using being able to have a good debate with someone, or yeah. being able to like talk, or just agree, or not, or disagree, right. agree to disagree, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's good to have that kind of um, those interactions because I didn't really have those interactions in high school, mm-hmm. um, but in college I definitely did, um, and I'm glad I had them. Because uh, now I'm just more aware of the world. Like it opens up my horizons as to like what really is going on here with with um, with our society here in Marin. Um, but yeah, like I just converted again. All the all the time of bullying, I I at this point I don't. It's whatever now. You know, it's a thing of the past now. I've yeah. grown since then. I've 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 thrown that that old Javier is is dead it's now. Great. This, yeah, this yeah. new Javier. You know what I mean? So it's I like exactly what you mean. Yeah. So that's that's kind of how I've used it. Um, and I'm really happy that I can use sound. I could use my knowledge of media to again help other people explain, like talk about their issues, be able to like use. Because to me, this is like a therapy. 
to yep. me. Um, and there's different wa- there's different ways of doing therapy, but like to me, being able to talk with people, human interaction, so important, right? So yeah, yeah. so important, and being able to collaborate, like again with you guys mm-hmm. here, that that's important to me because it's cool to see so many like minded people. You know what I mean? Exactly. Surrounding yourself with people who want to be creative, who are creative, who want to, you know, progress and make something great out yeah. of out of what we have, like that to me is so powerful and we're so much more powerful together because right. another thing is that latino people especially from what i've seen yeah. is that once when latino people reach success mm-hmm. let's say you're you start off really poor now you're success right your whole family got big f-250s <laughs> got a nice house you got everything and then all of a sudden they forget about where they come from mm-hmm. They, they don't humble themselves. Yeah. There's a lot of people like that I know that are like that. You know, And I don't want to be like that. Right. If I ever reach that success, I know I'm going to reach success because I'm putting that mindset into me, mm-hmm. myself. I'm putting that mindset in. That's why I have to dream big. Just like you were saying, Santi, like, dreaming big is so important. But you also want to stay humble to yourself. Right. Humble to your community. Humble to who were the people that were helping and supporting you. Yeah. Because it's not okay to just brush people off you know what i mean or forget about people after you've reached a certain success mm-hmm. um Can I add on to that yeah go ahead add to <laughs> yeah go ahead yeah i think um part of the program that we did with presente with anali that internship really shaped and changed a lot of me because it talked a lot about family traumas and mm. personal traumas and culture trauma which i went through uh, different ones of those And one of the biggest things that I took from that program was saying, if you're not rooted right, so think of a tree. There are so many trees that with a storm, they fall. And there are other trees, for example, the, the, is it the, the redwood trees? They're huge Yeah, like the big, yeah, yeah. They don't move. Yeah. Why? Because their roots are so rooted Mm -hmm. that they're so, and it's, you know, they're trunk, it's huge. So it's, it's harder for them to fall, to fall. And in that internship, um, the coordinator had mentioned you have, that's your life. And part of your roots is where you come from, right? And you have to acknowledge where you come from because that's a part of you, right? It's a huge part of who you are. So when you get into, um, you know, you, you get into success, that's how, why it's important. Because if you're not connected with your roots, it's easy for you to be show off right and I actually have a book called don't show off mm-hmm. based on that because it's easy for you to forget where how hard it took for you mm-hmm. to be there the journey yeah. the people that you meet so, so if you know your roots very well if you meet someone who was in the same was or is in the same situation that you were you can connect to them like mm-hmm. is it you can connect to them and say hey hey brother or sister you know you're gonna make it out because i did too So for me, it's adding on to that what Javier said is really connecting and acknowledging your roots. Yes. I know where you come from. And that's something that I try to hide a lot is my culture. Um, And then I'm like, no, I'm proud of where where I came from. And I'm proud of the history of my parents. You know, my mom, she has a very interesting background. And we're not ashamed to share it because it's part of our story and it has shaped who we are today. I do love that you brought that up. Do you want to add on to that? Um, I like how you said, like, not to forget your past. And it kind of just reminds me about the community because um, it takes a lot of people to shape who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I've 
I've received so much help from the community um, to be who I am at. And I, I, I don't want to say like for me that I went to UC Berkeley because I did so much stuff. I, I, I put in my work, but there was opportunities like um, Douglas made these opportunities for Presente and he had to make the, the work to have these opportunities mm-hmm. for um, minors in these communities in Marin. So, um, yeah, I would just say like also like adding on to what you said, like to not forget your background or um, like where things started. Yeah, for sure. And I he just reminded me of something that my mentor told me uh, last week. And he's been repeating this for the last few months. And, and then last week I understood it. And he said, success is not a lonely road. And I puzzled so many mm-hmm. times why he kept saying that. And then we had a session with him uh, last week. And then he said, I say this to you because if you think success means getting it on your own, you're wrong. That's not true. Because so many people will add on to how you get to your dream and goal. Right. So uh, for, for Annalie and I and, and Javier, it's Tay was created and we have this opportunity, but it wasn't started with us. It had Diango, um, Adrian, Douglas, who's our executive director here. You know, they were putting all the pieces mm-hmm. like 10, what, 10 years ago. It started before way than Tay. Right. With the MCM is they had a vision and a dream way before and slowly they're building to that. And so that really does come to, to like the, the puzzles come together now when he, and he says that, cause I'm like, that's so true. Cause individually in our, in our lives, we've had so many people add on and that's why we are where we are, but it is not a lonely route. It might feel like it, but in reality is it's not, you can't reach success by yourself. You always got, you got people helping you mm-hmm. even if you don't see it. I wanted to quickly clarify and maybe push, offer a little pushback here um, about what well, you said, don't show off. And you wrote a book about that. Uh, can you explain what your book is about uh, for those of you, well, you guys who haven't? Yeah, for sure. So like I mentioned before, going to elementary, I was bullied a lot um, because I was very different and I was really small. And if you meet me, a lot of people say they have this common thing. We hear you on the podcast and you, we think you're this like big person. Like, and then they meet me and they, I'm like, I'm really small. Um, and so everybody else was bigger than me. Everybody dressed different than me. Everybody talked different than me. I did not like the food. Like I wanted my tortillas with chile. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of how I grew up. Um, and everybody like peanut butter and jelly. Like all of those sounded so weird. And I felt completely like an outsider. And um, I remember... I had a really hard time in school because it just didn't fit in. So Miss Bartholomew, who is her teacher, my, my the, the name of my teacher in San Pedro, she said, you know, I want you guys to write a story with a moral at the end. And the moral is kind of like a message, right? And so everybody kind of figured what they could write. And I had a hard time. And I'm like, what am I going to write about? And I remember her saying, just write something that is close to you that you want a message. But we were only allowed to use animals. So I created a story based on my experience about learning English. And so it's about an eagle and a parrot. The eagle representing America and all the kids in America is that Mm -hmm. showed off a lot because they could speak three languages. Oh, my bad. They could speak with all the other animals in the forest, right? The eagle could speak with all the animals in the forest. But the parrot couldn't talk. 
with and couldn't communicate. But with um, being nice and kind to other people and, and over time, the parrot ends up learning three languages. And why did I pick three languages? Because I grew up learning Quiche, Spanish, and English. And it basically talked about the story about being patient and kind to one another. So it's kind of a little bit of my story in, in, in school being bullied and how you don't have to show off, mm -hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, you will lose friends. Because in the story, the eagle ends up losing friends and leaves because of his his ability to to like criticize and and, and bully others mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. parrot ends up being a part of a friend a friendship with so many people okay. so that is basically my book and a it's a kid's book it's a kid's pictures picture book and that is kind of how it went and eventually i didn't do anything with the book a when my teacher loved it very very much and she put it into the scholastic uh trades contest mm. and eventually she didn't tell me but it won and so they made a short little animation on it so you could actually search it up it's don't show off santi hernandez and wow. you'll see the animation that they made then in high school i decided to publish it um because of my mentor mr semberg who may he rest in peace um he had a big part of it and he said your story is just so bright that you can't hold that story off. So I ended up publishing it. And so you can purchase it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I do have a book. It is for kids, but it kind of represents my story growing up with bullying. And I wanted to add to, um, thank you for sharing, Santi. I think it's also so important to have a mentor or have someone to look up to. Because for me, when I was in, um, when I was like learning how, to you know use the sound system use use the mixer use all that stuff um the one driving force that i had was uh the music teacher at sr mr castle who also passed away unfortunately two about two years ago now um and that that hit me so hard because he was the one that told me hey you're really good at this you should keep learning you know like you should keep doing this like like you know there's schools for this stuff and then he was the one that really kind of pushed me to keep doing it too and yeah i just i just think it's so important to have a mentor or have someone to look up to um because and that's what i want to be and what i want to try to do here is like when i'm allowing like high schoolers to come here and record and something like i want them to be able to like trust me be able to like hey like I'm the guy that I wish I had when yeah. I was growing up, but like, I love that. like I want, I want that, you know what I mean? Cause that's so, it's so healthy to have that kind of relationship. Cause you know, sometimes you just need that extra push. I, I want to, I don't mean to cut you off, but I really want to touch on that point because that's, that's very true. And it's very important for, for all of us here. Um, I, I truly believe that I'm creating the person, the man I want to become. And I'm giving that man to the world. I'm, I'm doing it through this, through this podcast, through my message, through that, through the word, right. Through the power of story. And so, that's that's incredibly important. I'm, I'm really I really agree with that. And I really think that's an amazing point that you guys at home, man, woman, whoever you are, you guys should be doing that. I think that should be everybody's purpose, because ultimately, you know, you live and you die. But at the end of the day, if you, whatever it is you decide to carry on, you know, when you look back at the end of your life and, and you're looking at, you know, what it is you left here on Earth, that impact is ultimately up to you. Like Santi, kind of how you said, it's, it's up to you. you. You get to choose. You get the choice. And so that's that's an amazing point right there. And if that's the, that's the one message I want to give out to you guys is, is that right there. Go ahead. Sorry. I add on to that. And I just connecting back to Tay, um, that Tay is is Javier and, and I and Kimberly and Annalie. 
And one of the biggest things that I've noticed that we do is we think about what we didn't have growing up. And our goal is always to provide that, which mm -hmm. is why a lot of our topics are about mental health, how to stay organized in school, how to work um, your money and mm -hmm. What if I want to get into directing? That's why we bring guests that are directors. That's why we bring guests who do makeup artists. Right. Mm -hmm. Because we start thinking about what we didn't have. And again, instead of complaining about it, yeah. we're like, you know what? We want to provide that. Yeah. And so ultimately, Tay um, is that, is being able to amplify youth voices. Mm -hmm. Because we do represent a population that is usually, um, now it's kind of changing and transitioning, but usually it's, you know, it's very looked different into many different people. So we're representing an indigenous Latina mm -hmm. and, and that wasn't born here, that is first gen. So we're yeah. all a little bit of very different, but that's our goal is to be able to be that that we didn't see when we were growing up. Right. So I want to uh, real quick okay. and I don't I don't want to cut you off, but I want to ask then um, because that was going to be my next question. What your guys' goals are with Tay or individual. Mm. And then I would usually ask that question. But now I want to, you know, I feel like I've evolved and I've gotten to a higher level of thinking and, and more so just a simpler level of thinking. And how do you plan to achieve that goal? I think that's a big part that I've always missed out on was asking. Well, yeah, that's the goal. That's cool. That's cool. that I know your goal now. But how do you plan? Because I think people by us just talking about our goals that's already setting our level of success up even more of a certainty we're just getting that you know the percentage of that coming true is already twice three times exponential growth so how do you how do you plan on achieving that i, I love that goal for, for tay at least and then if you want to talk about your own goal or for, if you guys want to go around for tay i think right now our biggest thing is working as a team always and i love what javier said is being honest we do not all think the same and we do not see that our perspectives are very different, yeah. all four of us. That's great. Right? And we have learned to agree to disagree. <laughs> and one of the biggest things is listening to one another, hearing our, our, our each other's opinions in order for us to be authentic and real with our audience. Right? And what we want to do more is do outreach. I know with the pandemic it was really hard, mm -hmm. but now I know Javier has been doing outreach going to schools and so has... Um, Annalie in, in, in college and Kimberly as well. So our goal to be able to amplify youth voices is really bringing in youth voices. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's going to be a lot of outreach, nice. right? Going us to schools and explaining and meeting new people. It's really all about that networking. Yeah. Because if you meet someone, you can have someone on the show that is very different. And yeah, we've made some really amazing friends over the past um, year with Tay, like Miguel yeah, Rodriguez, Devin yeah. um, Lara, Devin. So many great young artists that, you know, they're starting off, but we're here to support. Mm -hmm. That's our goal mm -hmm. by giving them this platform to talk about their their passion and how they're doing it. So that they they, they can look back and, and like, oh, Tay gave me a, a voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tay gave me that opportunity. Then that feels good. Yeah. Well, really yeah, feels what, good. what feels really good is that, so Devin Fromer, um, who is uh, also a local movie director here in Marin, uh, he's friends with Miguel. He, you know, he, he came up to me, um, you know, during one of our open mic events uh, two weeks ago. And he said, like, man, I just got to thank you guys, like, for Tay, because it has helped open up, like, a lot of opportunities for him. Because the show that we did with him... Uh, it was a really successful show where we talked about his movie, Bus 233. And he, 
you know, from that interview that we had with him, he was able to go to like uh, places in Marin City, Tiburon, to go and speak to like a group of people, like speak to like people reached out to him because they saw the interview and they were like, yo, like, let's we want to hear more about your story. Like, come over here and and talk about it and stuff. So see that that stuff is like so awesome Mm -hmm. because it shows that like it impacted someone's life. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, yeah, hearing stories like that. But uh, Annalie, do you want to share? Yeah, I think one of our next projects, which I'm really excited and hopefully it goes um, well. It's going to go well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I personally, in high school, um, I got these opportunities like Presente because my sisters went to Presente. But I've noticed like for minorities, um, there's not much opportunities for internships like Javier has said. Mm -hmm. And... um, I just like I've noticed in, in AP classes, the majority were just white people. And I was like almost the only Latina there. So um, I've noticed that like there needs to be more um, opportunities for um, minors and underrepresented communities. So one of our goals for Tay is to have like a career center for um, like different organizations to come in. Hopefully we can host it here in um, MCM. And um, hopefully people can come in, high school students, um, specifically minorities, so they can have opportunities to apply for these internships. So it's a career fair, correction? Yeah, uh, yeah career fair or career day, I guess. Yeah, career <laughs> fair where everybody comes. Um, but I want, sorry I interrupted you, but I wanted to mention the reason why a lot of um underrepresented communities have a harder time finding these opportunities because we do it on our own like our parents have no idea what the school system is what opportunities are mm-hmm. out there so a lot of how we got into presente was finding it on our own mm-hmm. like yeah. your sisters found it on your own on their own and kind of connections so uh, w- when she mentioned this idea it was a big yes because i saw what she was talking about that individual individual drive that each of us had, that our parents weren't involved, not because they didn't want to, but they didn't know. So giving that opportunity to the community is very big for for her. Yes. Can I ask a question? Yeah. Because I heard someone mention like AP classes or something. Yeah. Because um, I, I, th- I don't know, you're so interested. <laughs> oh, that's um, oh, sorry. Because you mentioned like minorities like having a harder time or what, what did you say or who said it? It was like more white people in the class. Oh, exactly. So and Annalise said that. Yeah. What I noticed for me, like, in. Uh, we should have had you on the show. <laughs> Sorry. No, honestly, no, it really stood out to me because okay, I honestly didn't in Terralinda, I didn't really learn anything until I, I saw a higher education when I moved to Petaluma. I didn't the first three months. I didn't know how to do. They did all the homework on laptops and iPads. Mm-hmm. And that, it was, oh yeah, it was, yeah. Like, I was like left behind. Yeah. I felt so like immediately like i didn't feel like i belonged there and mm. so when i wasn't what i much wanted to mention in english our teachers only every paper was just about like shootings the whole year mm. oh, and shit. i know it was like a big event like it was happening a lot in Terralina? yeah yeah oh, wow. it was 10th grade and and like maybe the ap classes were better but like the i'm, I'm mr robbins like, basic, he's really good like, I guess my ap class was not was that like, great I had a great AP class. <laughs> I don't know. But that's, that's what I mean. And I was mentioning it right now that for us, we have to work a little bit harder compared to other people because a lot of their parents have gone to college. Right. They know the connections. Wh- the connections. Mm-hmm. And honestly, in high school, I did it on my own. 
like I did my AP classes on my own. Mm-hmm. I found my internships on my own because my parents didn't know anything. And like, b- this is what got me crazy. No, mm-hmm. in AP classes, I had friends that they had private tutors to get a good grade in AP class. Mm-hmm. What? No wonder. And I would compare my grades. Like I got a, a C or a B and I'm all stressing out. And I realized when I go to the library, there's a guy sitting there with a with a student private tutor, yeah. who's a private tutor who's getting paid. No wonder they can understand. But why? Because their parents know. My parents didn't get involved in, in, in my high school. Mm-hmm. Like they didn't even know the the GED, the high school, what you need until Doctora Marisol was um, did a lot of outreach. She's a retired doctor. She did a lot of outreach in the community, and because of her coming into Terlinda High School, my parents they ended up being connected into. They gave my parents a class on how high school works, mm-hmm. like mm. what the GPA, what GPA, yeah, means, what GPA is. What do you need to get? What does your your daughter need to to be able to graduate? Like my parents had to take a class for them to understand it. Could, so, I, could I add, actually, yeah. real quick, sorry to cut you off, no, okay. but that, that, that's a good point to bring up. When I was in my sophomore year of high school, no one, no one ever told me that the GPAs that mattered the most was sophomore and junior year. Wow. Nobody told me that. Wow. And I, was str- <laughs> and I had to struggle a lot during those years because, again, my, my, the loss of my brother, me having to re-kind of like mm-hmm. look at my life and stuff, my grades fell behind. And... I was told that it was fine. Like you just needed a C to pass, but the, the, you you have a C to pass high school, right? Yeah. Not a C to go to a university yeah. or something. So I had high O oh, because I had high dreams that I, oh yeah I could go to a UC. There's, there's no issue with that. But like, <laughs> what? Uh, no one ever told me about the GPA system, right. and, and I'm just like to me it's just so important to educate families, educate students, especially those who aren't used to this environment. You yeah. know, like high school is sometimes like not even like. You know, every country has their own different ways of doing the educational system. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, yeah, the, to me, it's just important to be educated in those things. One, one, one oh, quick sorry. form. Uh, I just want to say this, and I'll, I'll pass it off to Marco real quick. <laughs> um, to offer to offer a different perspective, because I was in the same boat as you. I, w- I didn't really know much about, like, APs and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But that was because I didn't really want to put in the work. And and that was that's just me maybe saying I was lazy at the time because I, I really didn't want to go to a really great school. I just kind of knew, like, you got to go to a decent university. Yeah. Um, and, and part of that was me just being, I guess, nowadays, like, I asked myself, I used to ask myself, why am I not, like, successful? Why am I, why are my podcasts not getting views? And I was talking to Marco about this earlier, and it's like, oh, I was delusional at the time because I wasn't going, I wasn't posting, you know, five reels a day i wasn't go mm-hmm. asking tay radio yo let me hop on your show please 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 mm-hmm. i, I want to be on your show that bad i wasn't really putting in the work and so i realized half of that is the education but self-education is is actually yourself well you know that like how, how do i get an a and ap class first thing that comes up is uh what i forgot what the website for the ap um for the ap uh the pro college board College board, right? They have a lot of free resources. Mm-hmm. And then some people, I was lucky enough to be a somewhat bright individual. I won't toot my own, own horn here too much, but mm-hmm. people told me, you know, like, oh, you know, like if you go to Avid, they help you with that stuff. And I'm Avid, like, oh, they just yeah. kind of pushed me in the right direction. So that is the the part where I think that's missing is pushing people in the right direction. I think that's what we're doing. That's kind of what you said yeah, about educating yeah. everybody because yeah, for sure. I won't lie. A lot of it was on me and I, I take accountability for that. Yeah, because I was an Avid too. And I think that's kind of how I know you a lot more is because yeah. of Avid and Avid did help me. But
but I, I think, which is Javier kind of always mentions that I look at two different sides and I'm like, yeah, I had the opportunity to be an avid. Mm-hmm. What about my peers mm-hmm. who didn't get yeah. into avid because right. it's a selective uh, yeah. group of people. So you start to think, right? And you got to remember too, that all of these students have a lot of things going back at home. Yeah. Some of them are seeing their parents being abused, mm-hmm. physically abused, mm-hmm. domestic abuse. Some of these have a... Uh, get get home without a meal some of these kids are working already so it's kind of hard when you're in school juggling school and at home and then you know and under you know and minority groups so that's one thing i noticed Mm -hmm. and so for me and a lot of the work we do again going back to that is seeing what i received yeah and then reflecting and saying what if i didn't get that Mm -hmm. How can I be able to support others? What can I do using my experience, using AVID, which I got an advantage of for sure, that I can do for others, mm-hmm. right? And so that's exactly what Annalie is doing, right, right? with the, the um, career fair. Mm-hmm. Because she went back and said, man, I got this because of this, but what about others, yeah. right? And she's like, I want to do... Uh, uh, affair mm-hmm. so that those students can actually view opportunities and explore yeah. right that's the ultimately that's the goal at a, the age yeah. that you are it's not about finding a set path oh i want to get into music i'm going to get into music forever no it's you're at this stage where it's all about exploring you mm-hmm. want to do music get in it maybe you didn't like it. okay you're getting into writing you didn't like it you like cooking Mm-hmm. Oh, cooking is yeah. the best. And it's never too late to start yeah. either. Right. That's another thing. So, so yep. it's all about exploring and, and experiencing different things. And so, you see, those connections that you kind of see is mm-hmm. what happens when you, you look at things um, for the better instead of like, man, I didn't get this. Yeah. This is what happened. Yeah. You become a light for others. That's right? amazing. Moving on to your last question. That uh, I mean, that that yeah. I think that was yeah. my last question, sort yeah. of. Um, maybe if you guys want to talk about where where you see yourself in the next ten years, and and we can call it a day. It's kind of a loaded question, but that is kind of a loaded question. <laughs> um, I'd say that I I find myself definitely probably having my own studio at that point and being have built up a reputation in the community where people know me as. All right, that's the tech guy. Like, if you need any audio questions, go to him. Or if you need help creating something, go to him. You know what I mean? I want to be known as that person here in the community. I don't know if I'm always going to stay here in Marin, but I I know that I want to solidify myself and put a name for, make a name for myself here in Marin. Because, I mean, we're the future of this county. Exactly. No, a lot, a lot of the people here that are in this county, they're gonna, they're gonna pass away in ten years. You know what I mean? Population is. they're getting old here. Exactly. Majority, yes. Yeah. Majority of the people here that are higher in power are all old, mm-hmm. like really, really old, or are known in in, in the area, right? Right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know what I mean? Uh, but I'm saying that I want to create that kind of root, gra- those those um, that's plant that seed so yeah. that look, I could do it. Now you can do it. Exactly. Anyone can do it. Anyone in this county, despite all the challenges that come here and living in this county. Yeah. You can accomplish it. So that's that's what I want to do. So I want to be able to make a name for myself in these next 10 years. You can do it. Yeah. I believe in you. Um, well, for me, it's kind of like different because like it's not really related to podcasts or anything like that. But um, I'm hoping to uh, apply for medical school because I want to be a doctor. So um, hopefully I'm like 
working for Doctors Without Borders or traveling around the world, um, helping others, um, being a doctor. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is act the question that you're asking is actually what I'm currently working on in March is planning out the next five and ten years. Nice. Um, Get an early start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I recently um, got the opportunity to work with a mentor and he's been a great help. Very, very helpful. And um, we're planning out five, ten years from now. But I do see one very, very important thing in mind and it's called financial freedom. I really want to do that because that gives me the green light to do a lot of my dreams and passions. A lot of it is community work, helping other people help themselves. And that looks in many different ways. So in order for me to do that and not worry about how to survive, right, mm -hmm. I want to be financially free. Mm -hmm. So then I can go travel the world and, and talk to people, meet new people, listen to their stories and be able to tell stories, right? Because I'm, I'm a storyteller. I'm I am an artist, and that, that's basically how I communicate a lot of what I've gone through and see. So that's what I see myself in five to ten years. Um, regarding podcasting, I think we all know that Tay is a passing through for all of us. We know that we're not going to stay here for mm -hmm. long. Yeah. And so I'm enjoying this time as much as possible. I do definitely want to continue my work with talking, mm -hmm. right, talking with people, because you learn so much. You learn and you gain so much and you absorb so many things. And sometimes out of nowhere, I'm having a conversation with someone and I say something that someone has said. Whether it's Javier, I know yeah. you're a guest. And they're like, whoa, how did you, where did you learn that? I'm like, well, I don't, I don't even know. And mm -hmm. then I realized, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That came from a, an episode or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that is what I see myself in, in five to ten years. Um, but that is going to take a lot of... Um, a lot of work from me and and yeah if i can say anything is that for to to all of you is is that continue to dream big and and know that you are one of a kind and that life is about ups and downs but at the end of the day it's quite an adventure like yeah. going back to what i've gone through i laugh at it now i'm like oh man but it's an adventure and it's good. I'm, I'm so glad you said that because it is so important to, yeah, you, you kind of, I feel when you're really passionate about what you do, you kind of start putting yourself into this headspace of like, okay, it's got to be perfect. Mm -hmm. This has got to be like this. It's got to be like that. Like, but you should also, it's so important to just take a chill pill sometimes, you know, <laughs> take a chill. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's all right to have fun. It's yeah. all right to go out with friends every now and then and, and, you know, have yeah. fun and, and try out new things. Like, that's so good. But I feel like I know a lot of people who just get, are like always just thinking about work, 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 or, yeah. or thinking about how they can keep continue growing and growing and growing right. and, and thinking about their future, which is important. Yeah, yeah, it's great to know about that stuff, but it's also important to care for your mental health, right? By doing all these things that you enjoy doing, like hobbies and all that. Exactly. So that's so important. That's exactly um, what I was going to say is, is I think this is like for me, this is work. And so I, I don't need a break because I love, I love what I'm doing. Being here with you actually gives me energy to, to, like literally when you were talking, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm going to go kill the rest of this night, mm -hmm. sleep good, wake up in the morning, be grateful for everything that I have because that's, that's all it's about. And so, uh, thank you all. Well fucking said, I think all three of you absolutely just, you know, blew this out of the water. I think this is the best podcast I've ever done hmm. to date. Uh -huh. Sorry to our other show, but I think this was better. <laughs> uh, but that was your guys' show. So right. This was uh, 
powerhouse podcast, best powerhouse podcast I've ever done to this date. So I really appreciate all three of you guys for that. Um, I also want to shout out Cesar, Marco, Ryan for helping me out. Uh, you guys are amazing, and, and I really appreciate this couldn't have been done without you guys or obviously Tay Radio team right here. Unfortunately, Kimberly couldn't make it, but we're, we're going to run something with her. So definitely stay tuned for that. And then shout out to all you guys watching at home. I really appreciate you guys. You if like I, I literally wouldn't do this without you guys. Like You guys are the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I have the confidence that I do, and why I wake up every day grateful, and especially, you know, you guys are like my family and my actual family. So appreciate everybody out there watching, and we will see you guys in the next one. Deuce.